Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy that you're here. My name is Carly Aquilino, and we have a great episode for you guys today. I got a few things to tell you about, a few things to fill you in on, and we have some questions that you all sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, which I'm really excited to get to. Uh, you guys, I am nursing a hangover. I can't, I can't remember the last time I got so darn drunk, Okay. I went out with my friends last night, we were drinking and here's, here's where I went wrong, which is where I go wrong. I'm trying to drink different things other than beer. And I don't know why I do it. Every single time I do it, I regret it, but I love beer. That's all I've ever drank. I know my limit with beer. I can drink beer fast. I can drink beer slow. I don't, I don't know. I just am always a beer drinker, but as you all know, I've been trying several different things. The only thing that I've learned that I like in this whole process, which I would say started over the summer, right? Aperol spritz. That's the only thing I like, but you can't just be drinking Aperol spritz in the wintertime. It, it, it feels a little, it feels a little wacky. You know, it feels a little wacky. So, but I do it still because I like them. Who cares? Get off my freaking back. So tried the Aperol spritz. I liked it. I've tried drinking martinis, which I have convinced myself. And I, and I really do believe this to be true. The only people who enjoy martinis enjoy them because they look cool drinking them. Um, there is no way that people enjoy the taste of a martini. I'll just have the olive juice. I like olives. I don't want, I don't want vodka and olive juice. And it's literally a glass of vodka. What's going on over there, you guys? But I wanted to be a martini girly. I wanted to be one of these people you see drink it. Oh, oh, what is that person drinking? That person's drinking a freaking martini. That didn't work. Don't like them. So when I do want to try something, you know, when I do want to drink other than beer, I drink wine and girl, I was drinking Prosecco last night, which is like, stronger than regular wine. And I think I, (laughs) I think I had five or six glasses. Huh? Why did I do that? Like literally have two. Me having over a bottle of wine by myself, pretty much. Not pretty much. I mean, that's what it was. I was doing one after another, after another. Oh, whoop, whoop, whoop. and I was, I thought I was fine until the very end of the night. I was in the Uber with my friend and I could not even like, I couldn't even look out the window because I was so nauseous. I had to have my head in between my legs, cut to me getting home. And guess what? I freaking barfed, which is so humiliating and also very scary but it's humiliating as a grown woman to be like throwing up because you drank too much wine. I'm a wine lady now. I'm a wine crazy, crazy lady. I scared the shit out of my cats. They haven't even looked at me all day because the, the audio of me being sick scared the shit out of them. It scared the shit out of them. I wasn't making like barf noises. I was screaming at the top of my lungs going, oh, (laughs) I was on the phone with my friend before. And I'm like, my neighbors probably heard that through the vent in the bathroom. Imagine you're having a peaceful night's sleep and you hear, oh, (laughs) 
I was howling like a fucking like like a dog, like a wolf. I swear to you guys. Then I go, okay, I think I'm done. I go lay on my couch. Nope, wasn't done. Had to get up and I was stomping. Boom, 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 boom. Trying to get to the freaking bathroom. And I, (laughs) my cats are like scurrying away so fast. I get sick again. I open the door. They're both sitting there staring at me petrified. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, you guys. I love you so much. (laughs) I woke up this morning to the two of them staring at me while I slept. They were checking on me. I don't know if cats have that thing where they like will will save you. I think cats like just kind of want to watch the whole thing go down. My uh, my mom's dog, my parents dog, Rusty. Shout out to Rusty if you're listening to this. You little cutie. Um, He like saved my grandma's life very recently. She had fallen in the middle of the night and he went into her. You know, my parents take care of my grandma. He was barking, 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 barking and got my woke my mom up and she was like, what's the matter? What's going on over here? You know, so shout out to Rusty. He he deserves one of those special, you know, special treats or something. One of those cookies that looks like a it's like made, made by a baker. When I see those, it's so cute. Um, but anywho, you guys, that's my thing. I uh, I I drank a little too much and I know my limit. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I, I, I don't know that I've ever been so drunk in my life. And I don't know why, too, because we were literally just like chilling. We weren't going out dancing. We weren't, you know, at a party. It was just like we were just like, oh, yeah, we were talking. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was that was my night last night and I woke up early. Why does that happen when you're hungover? You wake up like 7 a.m. And uh, I ate a bacon, egg and cheese and French fries. And then I went back to sleep. So I'm nursing it. I'm nursing it for sure. I was supposed to go to Trader Joe's and we ended up not going because I didn't feel like I wasn't up to it. So you guys know if anything interferes with my Trader Joe's Sunday, I really, really do get it, it grinds my freaking gears. I'll tell you that much right now. But uh, all right, let's get into these emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, let's start here. Okay, this one says, my ex, my bestie, and Instagram, the saga part two, the remix. Hi, Carly, love the potty, you, your kitties, and your style. Big fan since the girl code days. Almost dyed my hair bright red, <laughs> but your girl can't pull it off. Also, I was slightly bummed when I was in Brooklyn in October and didn't run into you in the many thrift stores that I shopped at. Thanks for making me laugh. I feel like we're already the best girlies every Monday, but let's get down to business. I broke this up into bullet points to make it shorter, but that didn't help. So here's the novel. Uh, the backstory bullet points. My ex of seven years, we broke up in... 2018, we were together from the ages of 16 to 24. I ended it. We were both unhappy. We still co-parent our dog, LOL. Great fam- great friendly relationship, pretty good communication and understanding, and I want to keep him in my life. Sometimes I miss him terribly. Seeing him with his new girlfriend has been incredibly difficult for me. He was the only person to ever truly know me and love me. I'm often afraid that I won't find anybody else who will love me as the way as he did. 
in general, I am still working on quote unquote, getting over the relationship that's shaped my entire child. I'm sorry, my entire adulthood. He was my partner and my best friend for 10 plus years. And even though it didn't work out, I know that the love I feel from him for him possibly won't fade. Um, this is the bestie background. My best friend has in the past talked about how much she loved him and that she felt a deep connection with my ex. What the fuck? Uh, she also knows that I have very complex feelings surrounding my relationship with my ex. We've been friends for several years and have been through a lot together. Our friendship has its ups and downs, but we always are able to work through fights and disagreements. She's bipolar and often not present in my life because of being manic depressive. She's always had had an unhealthy slash toxic romantic relationships, different partners, similar types of dynamic. I'm supportive and I'm always there for her, even though she's often selfish and short-sighted. I know for a fact that if I was liking pictures of her ex and his new partner, that it would be a problem for her and she would absolutely be pissed. So my best friend keeps liking my ex's Instagram posts of him and his new girlfriend. He also likes all of her thirst trap selfies, etc. Annoying, but besides the point. I had a conversation in the past, maybe about a year ago with her about how it bothers me and to see her name pop up underneath photos of my ex and his new girlfriend. I wish I wasn't sensitive about it, but I am. My question is, do I bring it up again almost a year later and ask her to not like the pictures? How do I convey it to her that this is an ongoing issue for me, that her comments in the past about loving my ex are also making this an issue? Is it out of line of me? Is it controlling? Should I not be upset about this? And what the heck is there to do about this mess in my head? Thanks so much for reading, responding, and being a light source of laughter for me and so many girlies. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, don't worry. I have a therapist too. Shout out to Lisa. I just wanted to hear your perspective. Thanks for all of it. Okay. Um, thank you so much. So I would definitely be, if, if I had some type of connection still like, a you know, not romantic, but emotional connection and not really mourned fully finished mourning, a breakup. I think I would be upset if my friends were liking his photos and vice versa. I think that that would just be, you know, it, it's hurtful. Not that, not that they're liking his photos, but that they're liking his photos with his new girlfriend. It's like, Oh no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want you seeing that. I don't want that in my face. Um, because it's almost like, you know, it's not that that deep, but it kind of feels like, Oh, she's happy for him and his new relationship. And that freaking annoys me. So you did the right thing already. You told her that it bothers you and it hurts your feelings. And she still does it, which is kind of bizarre because she could have just been like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Um, and then never done it again. But the fact that she still is doing it combined with the fact that she told you that she has a deep connection with him and um, that she kind of gravitates towards unhealthy, toxic situations, I would definitely have some red flags up in my head about her. Um, and I would just say that to her straight up. I would just say, I told you that this bothered me and it, and it hurts me that you're still doing it. You know, you don't have to pick sides, but just as a friend, I just want to let you know that it, it hurts my feelings. Um, and if you have a close relationship with him too, I mean, uh, you don't want to get involved in all that. Cause I was going to say, you could even tell him like that. It bothers you. If you guys are friends, uh, I don't know. But I would say something to her and just say, is there a reason why, um, you know, you, this means more to you than like 
my feelings being hurt. I think that's fair. Um, I get what you're saying where you're like now questioning yourself going like, oh, am I controlling? Am I crazy? Am I this? Am I that? I think that I would really, you know, have a hard time with it too if I was still connected with my ex. So no, I don't think you're crazy. And I would just say something to her part two. That's all. Let's see what she says. It's just so weird to do that. Like anytime, I'm sorry, but anytime my friends break up with a guy, I'm like, uh, he's, I, I never want to see his face again. I didn't even want to see his face the whole time they were freaking dating. Uh, I don't want to see his face. Are you kidding me? Bye. I'll unfollow them minutes after they break up. Is that petty? <laughs> Probably. You know? I have to stand in solidarity with my girl, with my girly. Um, this next one says, does anyone know what they're doing? Hi, Carly. And of course, the kitties. I want to start off by saying I love this podcast as it's almost become a mandatory for your listeners uh, writing in to tell you how much big of a fan we are. Uh, you made my 10 day drive from Canada to British uh, Ontario, Canada to British Columbia so much easier. My boyfriend and I did the drive through the states and got to see some really cool spots like Salt Lake City and Oregon. Uh, anyway, listening to one of your episodes recently, you mentioned something is in the air about heterosexual couples that are fighting. I feel this. I have a problem with oversharing and writing lengthy emails. So I apologize in advance. I lived in Ontario. Am I pronouncing it right? Ontario for my entire existence. And I'm sorry if I'm not. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing it right. I don't mean to be disrespectful to my, my Canadian crew. Okay. I kind of have, uh, you know, anxiety about pronouncing places uh, because of that time that I said La Jolla instead of La Jolla. But it wasn't that time. It was like 14 times in one episode because I was just reading it the way it's written. And I was like, oh, La Jolla, La Jolla. <laughs> Not me. And I got so many DMs like, girl, it's La Jolla. You're the worst. Lajola. I don't care. I'm still going to freaking call it Lajola. You know, and, and Lajola, especially, it's like there's nothing that sounds that way. There's nothing that sounds that way. I'm sorry to veer off from this email, but there's really no, there's nothing that you can really compare the sound of Lajola to. Also, you guys, I have a new um, theory. I was on the phone with my friend before, and this, I'm going to go right back to the email after this. I'm just like, wanted to tell you so I don't forget. Uh, my friend was saying that she thinks Drake is so hot. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I was never I never really looked at him like that for some reason. I always just like thought he was funny and like, I don't know. But I was like, oh, I don't know. He's like not really he never really did it for me. Um, but I also do know somebody that dated him. So I'm just like, that's probably, oh my God, that like goes back to the me being that good of a friend. Okay. So this is all coming together now. We're all, it's all the pieces are falling together. But, um, she was like, you know, I don't know if I would like see him on the street and stop in my tracks. And I was like, you want to know what vibe I get from Drake? If I did see him on the street, if he wasn't a celebrity, if he was just like a regular guy, he would 1000% work for UPS. And I don't know why, 
but that's what he he looked like. I don't know. He just has UPS guy vibes. Do you guys agree with me? Like uh, if I saw him on the street, he would have like a one of those like trolley carts with him that with a million packages on it. And he seems nice. So he seems like a, a nice UP, UPS guy. Like he'll knock on your door and you open it and he's like, hey, what's going on? You know, get an umbrella or something like that. But anywho, yeah, I think it's funny to think of jobs that celebrities would have, um, like what you could see them doing. And I really, really feel the UPS thing for Drake. And I don't know why. Maybe because the UPS uniform is cute, like it would look cute on him. But anywho, let me get back to this email, because I don't know why I'm veering off going crazy. You guys, I'm hungover. I had 14 bottles of wine last night. I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> so anywho. I lived in Ontario my entire existence and have lived in a city uh, we were previous to the move and have and had lived in the city we were in previous to the move. Uh, my man was out here since August for work. It was a great career money wise and what he had gone to school for. He doesn't want to be doing it for much longer because it seems pretty unsustainable to work 12 hour days, six days a week. My issue is that he moved into a house in a very remote area as it was the nicest and cheaper option and close to his job site. We packed up our lives and made the drive together in January. It was such a huge change, not only being so far from everything, but having zero Ubers or food delivery options. But I'm also here alone and he's always working. I just started a job serving out here, which I'm hoping can be a good way to meet new people. It's been really hard and I've been getting really sad and lonely. I literally feel like I have a military dad that made us move and I'm the new weird kid in school. Ontario has strict COVID rules for such a long time and they were finally being lifted and it's like, I can't ever escape isolation. When I mention these things to him and start crying, he almost ends up getting annoyed and doesn't want to hear it as, quote unquote, this is the best he can offer me right now. I hate to sound like a brat, but I feel like he almost it, he almost is obligated to hear me out um, since the only reason I left my home and where I'm from is for him. When he told that he was coming, when he told me that he was coming out this way for work, there was no discussion of it and it was the best choice or not. He basically said, well, I would like you to come, but I understand if you can't do this. It almost felt like I didn't have a choice. It was either be alone without him there or come and be lonely here in a place that feels so foreign to me. And I did not want a three-year relationship where we have a dog and a kitten um, to just be over. I'm trying my best and I'm going to, sorry. Wow. I'm trying my best and I'm going from being a city person who loves a gin and soda at the local dive bar after work to put your rain boots on and let's go fucking hike in the rain. <laughs> uh, I know you're not a therapist, LOL, but someone give this bitch credentials because I would love if you read this email and gave some advice on the potty. Like the subject line says, does anyone know what they're fucking doing in life? Because I feel so lost and confused at 28 the same way that I did when I was 23. And then um, <laughs> gives a funny fuck, Mary kill, which we'll do at the end. So my kind of thought on this right now is you moved out here for this. I, I don't want to call him this guy. You moved out there for your boyfriend away from everything that, you know, everything you've ever known um, so that he can work this job, but he's not really home to begin with. And you're uncomfortable there. When did this happen? In January. You're uncomfortable there. So I'm kind of just like, give it 
I would probably give it another couple months, you know, maybe wait until the summer, the middle of the summer, whatever. Um, and then I would just make a choice because to me, it's like, if you're not seeing him that often because he's working so much, uh, what's the point in you even being out there and just like being in isolation, you can work something out. It would probably be better for you. I would feel if I was in the situation, like I would rather live in the city, even though it's hours away, um, and see him on weekends or see him every other weekend or something, because then your time together is more special. Um, it's quality time and you can work around it. It's possible. You know, people have long distance relationships all the time. And that's probably what I would end up doing because you're going to end up resenting him because your life is so different and he's kind of not hearing you out, which I think there's a communication problem here as well. But, um, yeah, I would tell him how I feel. I would give it a time limit in my head. And I would say to him too, like exactly what you wrote in, you kind of owe me to listen to me. I know I did make this choice, but I was trying to be supportive of you. And now I feel like you're not supporting me when I really need somebody right now. That's all you got to say. Uh, this next one says, I had a dream that you tucked me into bed. <laughs> also an update. Hi, Carly. I'm the girl that emailed in a while back about my psycho ex that left Polaroids and used condoms around our apartment when I was moving out to make me jealous. Ugh, I remember him. Freaking rat. I wanted to give you an update on my life since then because things have been so crazy. A few months ago, I went on a date with this man from twin from Tinder and quickly realized that he was freaking insane and not in like a quirky way, like Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. Oh my God. Needless to say, I ghosted him and blocked him, but he became obsessed with me. Oh my God. And would call and text me every day with a new number and tell me how much I meant to him and to give him another chance. He would also say that he hacked me and he knew where I was and what I was doing. I eventually had to call the police and change my phone number to get away from him. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. That is so unbelievably scary. It's good. If things like this happen to you, this is just info for everybody. Always have a paper trail of it with the police. Don't be like, oh, I don't know if it's necessary for me to go get a police report. Go get a police report. That way there's a paper trail, there's evidence of these things, and then you can build up like a case if you need to, you know, if, if somebody's not leaving you alone. Uh, anyways, I have been really stressed out and sad lately because of everything that's happened, but your podcast and IG stories have been bringing me so much joy and giggles. Oh my God, thank you. Uh, this is so weird, but last night I had a dream that you tucked me into bed and I was like, what the fuck, Carly? Why are you tucking me in? <laughs> I think it's uh, because I feel safe and less alone when I listen to the potty. Oh, so thanks for tucking me in, girly. That is too cute. And then she um, and then she sent a picture of her cats. Hold on. Let's check them out. Stop. Wow. She has one of those beautiful cats. I think this is like they're both sleeping, so I can't see the eyes. But this looks like one of those beautiful cats that is like a Siamese and has beautiful blue eyes. And then the other one kind of looks like Robert, except black and white. Aww. I'm sorry that you went through that, um, but you did the right thing. You just have a paper trail. I wish there was a way me and my friend were talking about this um, the other night because she's been going on a lot of like online dates and 
she's like, it's so weird because even if you're chit-chatting with somebody, you know, and you have a great communication on text and all of these things, you really don't know what you're going to get. Even if like you follow them on Instagram and whatever, you really don't know what you're going to get. Like their personality is different. They could be shy. They could be a little bit more, um, just like a different kind of vibe than you were expecting. I think that that's what's so weird about the whole online dating thing is like, not that I think it's weird to do it um, because everybody does it and it's fine. Um, but that's what makes, it's like a whole nother layer. It's like, oh, I, I thought I was getting something and then it ended up being something else. You know, and it's not even about looks at all. It's about someone's personality and the way that they are in public. And you're just kind of like, oh, this, uh, this guy's a little weird. You know, wow, that's spooky. That's scary. I wonder if any of the other girls have like, uh, you know, protection orders or whatever you would call it against that guy. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsor. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Osea. If you are still using skincare products with ingredients that you have to Google, it's time for a change. Osea gives you everything that you want in the skincare products. It's clean, vegan uh, products that really, really work. You guys know when I got this package, when I got this um, sponsorship, I didn't know when it was coming. And I opened up, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? Because it was stuff that I had in my cart online. Like I was meaning to buy it. And they gave me the body butter. They gave me the serum. Oh my God. It is very luxurious. It's very beautiful. I truly highly recommend. I've been using the serum every single day. Um, since 1996, Osea has been cre creating clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Not sure what to buy? You can grab one of their discovery sets and try multiple products at once. Their bestsellers discovery set includes four of Osea's best-selling products. For just $40, you can try a cleanser, a serum, a moisturizer, and their amazing body oil. It's incredible value, and it saves you over $20. Find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for Secret Keepers Club listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code secret at oseamalibu. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. So go to oseamalibu.com and use the code secret. Okay, let's get into this next one. This one says twice I have been turned down for sex from virgins. Oh, wow. Oh, this must be a response to last week's email about the girl who was dating a virgin. Uh, hey, Carly, Robert and Mr. Stanley. This happened a while back in my late teens. So over 10 years ago now, but I too have been turned down from sex by a guy saying that he was quote unquote, saving himself for marriage, not once, but two times. The first guy I met who worked in an amusement park and we dated, oh my God, this is so high school. <laughs> <laughs> he worked in an amusement park. I, I, I'm really glad that you mentioned that this was in high school. Uh, and we dated from the end of summer to fall. It took me by surprise because he was always down to hook up in other ways. And he always asked for nudes, which I would send him with my shitty LG rhythm. If you know what that phone is, kiss you right on the lips. Of course. Uh, I remember the commercials for that phone too. Then when he came home from college one weekend to see me, I was like, okay, time to bang in the back of my car. Tell me why I was fully naked getting a condom out. And he tells me he's saving himself for marriage. What? You would think that he would have mentioned that beforehand if you guys were hooking up. 
Uh, the other time was about a year later, I was at a friend's college Halloween party and this guy that she knew was hanging out with her group for the weekend also used the quote unquote, saving himself for marriage line. When I tried to hook up with him in the bathroom, like I was dressed up as a sexy kitten <laughs> and he chose the Lord over me. Looking back, that guy did give off Christian rocker vibes. So bullet dodge there. But funny enough, both guys later changed their minds and asked me to hook up. Oh my God, slash hang out. But I was like the other girly that wrote in and I was like, I can't take their emotional journey um, just for some D. Hope my secret is safe with you. Love the potty. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Like the first guy, especially the amusement park guy, it's so interesting because it's like everyone has their own interpretation of saving yourself for marriage. Right. Like you guys were hooking up in other ways. It's kind of like, hey, where's the boundary there? But hey, you got to ask our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You got to ask Sky Daddy if it's okay, or just do it and then ask Sky Daddy for forgiveness. You know, what's that saying? I'd rather beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. You know, uh, what's this next one? This one says, do you ever rev your dust buster before you start cleaning? Hello. And then the email, LOL. No, it's so badass. Depending on which model you have, some dust busters have a power button you can hold for it to stay on, which is the one you want to be able to rev with. With others, probably the newer ones, there's a switch that keeps it on. Um, but it, that wouldn't work for revving. Anyway, I LMAO every time I'm about to clean. It's so good. I had to share it because I know you've got big love for your dustbuster too. I love my dustbuster. Um, there's more to this email, but I just want to again, mention that I love my dustbuster. Mine has a button. It doesn't have a switch. It doesn't stay on automatically. You have to hold it down the entire time. It's like the classic model. I would say it's like, you know, the, the, the classic, I don't know if it's, you know, more of a modern design. I think it's the old school kind of OG dustbuster, but boy, oh boy, do I love that thing. I swear to God, I will dust bust all day long. And it helps me so much because you guys, the way that I sweep every single day and have a mound of just things because I have animals. So it's like Stanley ate something. There's little shreds of like cardboard everywhere, like the kitty litter, the fur, the bop, 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 beep. So every single day I wake up and I sweep and then I dust bust my sweeping pile, which is also very satisfying. And that's all I'm going to say about my dust buster, but I do love it and I would marry it if this were a fuck, marry, kill. Okay. Uh, an irrationally embarrassing thing, carrying a tray with food to a table. Oh my God. That is humiliating. You're right. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I wouldn't be caught dead with a tray. I'll carry the drink in one hand and four burgers between my arm and torso and fries in my armpit. It's really no tray. LOL. Uh, last I heard, uh, last night I heard a home goods commercial from the other room and the way that I needed you to be the voiceover for this commercial, it really stopped me in my tracks. I just imagined that this was you instead. Here's the spot for reference and shout out to your boys. I am a godmother to three cats, Cardi, Nikki, and Riri, their sisters, um, picture attached from when they were just little babies. Oh, I wish that I would have adopted Roberts. It's like my biggest regret in life not adopting Robert's little litter mate um, that he was found with. Oh, these are little. Okay. So two of the cats are orange and one is black and white. Everyone has a black and white cat and they're actually so cute. I want a black and white one. I want an orange one. I want a brown one. And 
I would love a white one. Oh, and I, I feel like I want a gray one too. The white ones with the blue eyes, you're just like, oh my God, are you a freaking doll? What is this fancy feast or something? Sometimes less is really more. And that includes your vitamins. That's why I love Ritual. While most multivitamin brands try and give you everything you think you need, Ritual takes a food first approach to keep their multivitamins. Uh, Ritual nixes shady fillers and additives and instead folks focuses on nutrients that help fill the gaps in your diet. I have been using Ritual for quite some time. Um, I, I feel like we had worked with them. We had collabed with them a few years ago and I really did like um, their vitamins. It seems like a healthier option. And we love to see it. We love to, we love to be multivitamin girlies. Uh, enter Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. Formulated by exhaustive research, this multivitamin helps fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women's age 18 and older. A clinical study showed that it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual is committed to not only third-party testing, but traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients and clear communication. So you always get the things that you think you need with none of the filler. Uh, right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash secrets and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash secret. Okay. This next one says, my friend is so mean to her husband. Girly, I love you. And I've written in before uh, about my husband's friend who gave me weird vibes. I took your advice and told my husband who listened calmly, but he didn't seem to understand why I felt that way. And neither do I really. So it was kind of hard for me to explain to him, but it's all good. Now he's aware uh, that his friend kind of creeps me out. On to my newest question. I have a friend who is so mean to her husband. We have game nights at her house once a month. And every time he speaks, she berates him and makes condescending remark to him or about him. The other day I was at her house and she was openly complaining about him while he was sitting right there. It's to the point where it's verbally abusive. I've talked to her about this before and made sure she knew that it wasn't okay, but that was several years back. She seemed to get better for a short time, but quickly devolved again and is worse than ever. I was telling her about a coworker who's mean to her husband the other day without even thinking that she's the same exact way. And she goes, wow, that's so uncomfortable. I realized in that moment that she is the same way with her husband. And I don't think it occurred to her at all. It's so bad that her husband sleeps downstairs away from her instead of in bed with her. And every time I'm around, he seems so defleated, de defeated, defleated, defleated. It's a soccer term in my head. Uh, he doesn't say anything back to her and he looks pretty embarrassed and disappointed. He's such a great person and would never speak to her like that. So I feel like I need to do something. I love my friend and she's been really good to me for 15 plus years that we've known each other, but I just can't sit around and let her be verbally abusive to her husband in front of all of our friends. It's wrong and it's cruel and he doesn't deserve it. Uh, sometimes she downright yells at him. I wish he would stand up for himself, but I just think he doesn't want to fight. It's so sad. And she does it in front of her kids. She's in therapy, but what she's learning is that she needs to stop putting everyone else's feelings before her own, because I'm assuming that's what she told the therapist she does. It's just not true. And I want to do the right thing. She lacks self-awareness and insight to the point where she does it in front of me, the person who called her out on it before. I don't want to ruin our friendship, but she's very stubborn, hard-headed individual. And I don't think that she will handle it well if I talk to her again. So I've been avoiding it. Should I talk to her husband and check in on him and 
make him promise not to tell her. I don't want to be sketchy, but I'm worried about him and her at this point. I'm also afraid to talk to her again. I just don't know what to do. And I feel stuck. What do you think? Um, oh, and then there's a fuck, Mary kill. So you have two options here. I like the idea of you reaching out to her husband and just checking in on him. Uh, but I don't know that, you know, if he's not going to say anything to her about it, then it might not do anything. You know, she's really the one that needs to make some changes. And this is so awkward and so uncomfortable. And I would not ever be around people that do this. I just wouldn't. It's too awkward. It's too weird. And it's not fun. Like you're going there to have fun and you're not having fun. So what I would do is not go to these game nights. And when she asks you why, you just say, I feel really uncomfortable when I'm there because I don't think that, you know, I guess you can't speak for everybody else, but you could just say, I feel really uncomfortable when I'm there because you're not nice to your husband and, and I feel really bad for him. And it's really awkward for everybody. You know, you guys have some things that you need to deal with. And I, and I hope that you do that, but I just can't be around it anymore because it, I feel really bad for him. He's a good person, you know? and see what she says. And Hey, if she gets mad at you, she seems like, I mean, somebody that would do this and not be aware of how weird it is. It's like, I don't know that she's going to listen to you because she has no self-awareness and Hey, she might get mad, but it's okay. I I think you're doing the right thing by speaking up about it. And if she's going to not change the way that she treats him, imagine how she must be with him when other people aren't around, if she's doing that with friends there, it's like scary. Um, let's go to this next one. This one says is friends with benefits worth it. Uh, Hey Carly, stop. Please don't ever stop doing this podcast. It's my therapy. Ha ha. This is a long, complicated situation. So thank you for reading it all in advance. I met this guy. We hit it off. Uh, like I damn near thought I manifested him. We date for three months. And when I try and get closer to him and solidify what we are, he bolts. He has communicated that he struggles with emotional connections. Fast forward to three ish months later, he's committed. He's commented on a selfie that I posted, um, then slowly started popping up into my phone more. Nothing like it was, but it's very casual. Then he got a girlfriend and cut me off in January of 2022. That didn't last long, about two weeks. And he roughly explained what happened and apologized to me. Um, From then on, he's made the effort to talk to me every single day, even when I'm cold and bratty to him. He has once told me that once he gets his life back on track, we can play house together. I yelled at him to not say stuff like that um, when he doesn't mean it. And he insists that he did. We are communicating fully and openly. I've expressed my interest to want something solid and exclusive with him. He has expressed that I'm the only one he talks to like this. He cares a lot about me and wants to keep me in his life, uh, but he can't give me that right now. And I truly believe him. I told him I can't just be his friend because I want that vitamin D and I'm frustrated knowing he wants it too, but I'm just but is just scared to commit. He jokingly brought up being friends with benefits. I've thought about this as well before. I don't know if it's smart. I'm already emotionally attached to him. He said he wouldn't be sleeping with anybody else if we did that. We are both in hard spots right now and we live one and a half hours away from each other, a far drive for some good booty, LOL. (laughs) I want to just chill out and appreciate what we have and 
learn and grow from one another, but I am ultimately setting myself up for heart. But am I ultimately setting myself up for heartbreak? We enjoy each other fully and it's rare that either of us find a connection, but what should I do? Stay friends with him and just accept that he will casually talk to other girls or try and move on. Friends with benefits with him so that I can have my cake and eat it too, but learn to be okay with the fact that right now that's really all that will happen. Or should I cut him off completely until I'm okay with the thought of him being with somebody else, which maybe never. So I think that getting into something casual with somebody you already are emotionally connected to is a bad idea. I think that in situations like this, when you're doing the right things and you're having the open conversations and you're asking him what he wants and what he's willing to give you, and he's telling you straight up, I don't want to give you this. He kind of feels like he's absolving himself from any responsibility to you. It's like, because he can talk to you all day and say, oh, when, when everything's better, we're going to move in together. We're going to be in love and blah, 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 blah. He could say whatever he wants to say. He's not acting on it. Right. So to me, words that bullshit, it doesn't matter because men will say whatever, you know, but he's also on the other end of the coin saying to you, I don't want anything serious. I can't give you what you want. Right. So that later on, however many months later that this continues happening, you say, listen, I really thought we were going to be something. And he's like, I, I never told you that. Right. And he can just wipe his hands clean going, hey, I never lied. I always told you that you chose to stay here. You know what I'm saying? It's one of these things that it's like he's doing that to protect himself because he knows that you're going to be there no matter what. Um, and something that I'm really adamant about, um, especially the last few years, I think there were times when I was younger where I was like, oh, I really like him. He's just, you know, not sure. And I'll wait. No, I'm not doing that anymore. The rule is meet me here or get out. Meet me where I'm at or goodbye. And that's it. And you have to reflect other people, what they give you, uh, the way that they make you feel, if they make you feel special, stay on their level, you know? And if this were me and you could, you could take this advice or not, I would probably not respond to him for a couple weeks just so that you're, you know, you can figure everything out without having connection with him kind of interfering with that and see what you want. You know, because I'm just going to tell you because I've seen it a million times. These things often end in heartbreak and you end up kicking yourself in the ass for it because you go, I knew this. I knew this, but I really liked him and I wanted to see if it would work and it didn't. You know, you end up going, wow, I wasted time with this person. And, and I feel bad saying that, but it's happened to me before. It, it happens. This is just the way it works. Um, and hey, maybe by you not talking to him, and I really mean don't talk to him. I really mean don't answer him. Maybe by doing that, he'll, be, he'll realize that he does, you know, want something serious or he does want you in his life and he misses you or that, that the other thing, because that's, that's a huge part of it too. Right now you're being, um, you're being too available for him. You, you are kind of giving him like he's having his cake and eating it too, in a way, because you're flirting, you're texting, you're talking. And he's like, Oh, 
he still out, can go out and do whatever he wants. Okay, this next one, let's see. Okay, this one says, is this a red flag? Uh, the wonders of online dating. I match with a guy whose profile says that he doesn't want kids. I'm 34 and I don't know if I want kids or don't want kids yet, but I don't want it to never be an option for me. I asked him straight up, do you really not want kids? Uh, because that was going to be my exit. He said he already had a vasectomy. This guy's 34 as well. I didn't want to pry too hard, but I replied with bad genes or, and he said yes. And he said he's not opposed to adopting. Is this a red flag? A 34 year old that got a vasectomy because he has bad genes. Um, what bad genes? I have so many questions, but I feel like that's too private for someone I've never met. Do I not go on the date with him and run fast? Is this a red flag? Or would you give this person a chance? It's not like we're getting married tomorrow, but I am 34. And of course, my mind goes to family, kids, etc. I don't want to waste time dating people for fun. I'm over that stage of life. Thank you. Love you and the kitty cats. Oh, well, thank you so much. Ooh, and then a good fuck, Mary kill. Okay. I see you girlies. I see you girlies with a good fuck, Mary kills. Um. This is a weird situation, right? I don't think it's weird for someone to not want kids or for someone to get a vasectomy, but it's like, to me, the thing with dating profiles is like, sometimes I wonder if all the information that we put on them is even necessary. Um, you know, people will talk about their political views. And I know that these things are important, I guess, to be aligned with when you're in a relationship. And I'm like, I don't even know you. Why would I care? You know, like, I don't even know if I like you. So I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like, this is a very personal thing to know about somebody um, that I've never met. I think that if it were me, it depends on if you really like him. If I really felt like I liked him, I would probably go on the date and just kind of chit chat a little bit about that. But if I didn't feel excited about him, I would just not see him. I, I don't think if, if that's something that is a deal breaker for you, um, I would just probably not go. Right. So interesting to say bad genes. Like, what, what do you mean? That's a that's a move to make getting a vasectomy, you know, I, I don't think anyone's just getting a vasectomy casually because it's painful and it's, you know, a, a life changing. I know they can be reversed, but it's a life changing procedure. It feels very finite. Um, and then let's do this one, too. This one says, I sent you a DM, but I figured an email is better. Uh, hi, Carly. I already DM this to you, but I wanted to make sure you saw it. You make me laugh every week. So happy I found the podcast anywhere. Here we go. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, girl, I listened to Monday's show where you talk about the slouch mark on your stomach and same. I've always not liked it, but never thought anything of it. Here's a cringe story about the stomach line. In 2020, I was dating this like 46 year old man and he was twice divorced and had three kids. I'm 36 and I've never had kids. He had a lot of money and a great dick. <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, one day we were fooling around and he points to my stomach crease and he says, are you sure you never had kids? Because that looks like a cesarean scar. Oh, 
my God. Also, um, yeah, dude, I'm sure I never had a kid. Anyway, that comment made me so self-conscious. I bought all the firming body lotion that doesn't do shit. I dumped his ass two months later and now I have am with a beautiful soul of a man that loves me for me. My skin creases and all. He always makes me feel good about myself and vice versa. But man, oh man, there are some real assholes out here. <laughs> I mean, I can't with that. Uh, XOXO to you and the fur babies. People have asked me that before too. There was one time I posted um, like a selfie, which has since deleted. Um, but I posted this like because of this, because I got so many comments about it. It was like a selfie. I was um, with Nessa and we were at the at a pool somewhere at this like hotel and you could see my stomach. And I got a lot of questions like, did you have a C-section? I'm like, I don't even have a kid. But maybe I don't know, maybe people thought I got a C-section and then gave or had a secret baby or gave my baby up for adoption or something. But I was like, oh, well, maybe this isn't a <laughs> maybe this isn't the best photo of me. <laughs> but hey, I don't care. Slouch life. I'm a freaking slug and I don't care. I was on a date the other night and I was hunched over and, and I caught myself and I'm like, wow, I look insane. I look insane right now. Okay. Let's see this one. Okay. We'll do this one too. This one says future problem in sight. Hello. Hello. It's my favorite podcast girly and her children. Happy Monday to you and to the rest of the podcast girlies. Uh, well, thank you so much. I'll get right into it. Here's the, some history for context. Uh, my two best friends have been best friends since we were younger in grade school. And I joined the crew in high school, making this a trio. We're 27 now and we've gotten older. My two other BFFs aren't as close as they used to be. And the two of us are now closer. Uh, now for the future dilemma. The BFF I am closest with, uh, I am closest to has been in a long distance relationship and Hold on. Let me start that paragraph over again. You guys, my brain is scrambled eggs. The BFF I am closest to is in a long-term relationship and brought up that I would be her maid of honor when the time comes. And she has no idea how to tell the other friend that we grew up with that I will be the maid of honor since we've gotten closer now over the years and keep in contact more often. Our question is, how would you tell one of your best friends that the other best friend will be their maid of honor at their wedding? My best friend and I tried to think about what we would say, but our other friend is very sensitive. The wedding isn't happening yet, but it would be in the future at some point. Um, we're AKA me and my friend are just pre-stressing about that conversation. I told her I would write into you because you're a wise, wise girly. Any suggestions to this would be so helpful. Thank you. And bless your sweet and little stylish heart. Look at you guys thinking I'm so stylish. I'm very flattered by that. Very, very flattered. Um, you know, this is a tricky situation. And I do think that the other girl will likely be uh, upset about it, which, you know, I see it from both sides. I think that everybody, I mean, it's her, it's your friend's wedding. Whoever she wants to be her maid of honor is going to be her maid of honor. And, and I don't think she should change her decision for any reason, you know, but listen, she's probably going to be a little bit upset about it. And you're saying she's sensitive. So that just kind of adds to it. But I would just, when the girl gets engaged, I would, you know, give her a call. And I would say, you know, as your friend that's getting engaged, 
I would call the other girl and just say, I just want you to know that I love you and I value our friendship, but I've gotten closer um, with this other person or other friend um, throughout the years. And I just feel like I would like for her to be my maid of honor. And I don't want there to be any animosity, you know, in this situation, I want to enjoy my wedding and um, not feel bad, you know, and let her, let her deal with that in the way she will. But I, I just have a thing against making people feel bad um, in any situation surrounding their wedding. It's like, let them have their day and do it the way they want to do it, you know? But I think that's what I would do. Just give her the phone call and say, I love you. Um, but I think we both know that we've kind of had a little bit of distance between us in the last few years and I've gotten closer with this person. So I just wanted to personally call you and tell you, this is the mature thing to do. I wanted to personally call you and tell you that I'm going to ask so-and-so to be my maid of honor and that I love you just the same, you know? Uh, let's do a fuck, Mary kill. So uh, we'll do two. So this one says, okay, the first option is staying up all night, talking and goofing off with a friend or boyfriend bonfires, campfires, s'mores, or watching a shitty TV show, eating delicious food and wearing your pajamas. Wow. This is a good, this is a good fuck, Mary kill. I like when it's scenarios. So I'm going to say something right now. I'm going to kill the bonfires because that also involves the woods and it's a fire hazard and I've never done it and I have no desire to do it. Oh, wait, actually, are bonfires at the beach? Because I would actually like to do that. Somebody invite me. But you know me when it comes to the wilderness girls. She's not a camper. She's not a happy camper. That's for sure. So I'm killing bonfires, campfires and s'mores. I am going to marry watching a shitty TV show, eating food and wearing your pajamas because that's, I want to do that every day. And I'm fucking staying up all night talking um, and goofing off with a friend or boyfriend because that's a fun time. And the next one is <laughs> Modelo Diet Coke and coffee. This is hard. I'm marrying Diet Coke as per usual, but then am I going to fuck coffee or am I going to fuck Modelo? I think I'm going to fuck Modell and I'm going to kill coffee, which is really tragic. And actually, I wonder, I hope my Nespresso machine didn't just hear that because I'm looking right at it and it's giving me a dirty look. I love my freaking Nespresso machine. I'm sorry, but you're out. Anywho, you guys, I love you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Sorry, this was a jumbled hungover mess. Um, <laughs> but I hope I gave some sound advice for you and have a wonderful week. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and I'll see you soon. Bye.